We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Chris Harrington joins me now on the Service Master by Cornerstone phone line. Chris, what are we listening to? That's People Got to Be Free by the Rascals. Uh, lead singer Felix Cavallari. Born on this day in 1942. I wasn't able to hear the first hour of the show, but I gather from Twitter there's some discussion of Iran, and so sending that out to the freedom-seeking people of Iran. Yeah. Um, there was some discussion of Iran. It's uh, it's uh, it's an awkward position the Iranian athletes find themselves in because they're either seen as a tool of a repressive government if they do nothing or their their family is being threatened by torture if they do anything to indicate support for the people in the streets. So uh, uh, to me, I, I'd have a hard time giving my all for the country if my family was being threatened by torture, but, but whatever, we shall see. While, while given that this is the rare day we're discussing Iranian soccer on the show, can I make a quick movie recommendation? Yes, please. One of my very, very favorite sports movies, like easily, is a movie that's sort of about Iranian soccer. It's this movie called Offside. It's, you, it's, it's streaming on a criterion, which no one has. We can rent it for like three bucks on Amazon. It's from the mid-2000s, um, and it's about a group of young women soccer fans trying to sneak into the stadium for a World Cup qualifying match in Tehran, and it is great. It's, and is it, a, is it a purely fictional thing, or is it a documentary thing? No, it's, it's a well, fictional it's, it's thing. A, yeah, there was it's not a narrative film. What? It's a what? It's a narrative film. It's a narrative, it's a narrative film. film. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and it is great. All right. Offside. Uh, that's great. Good to have it. Um, and the, the, the end of that movie will give you a sense of just the feel of young people in Iran and sort of, you know, that struggle. It really will. All right. Well, we appreciate that. Offside is the movie. Uh, and you can buy it for a few bucks on Amazon. I've never heard of Criteria. What is Criteria? Another streaming service? The, the Criterion Channel is a streaming service that's like a film, film buff-oriented streaming service. You, by the way, are cramming films now, right? Aren't you um, on a film-watching uh, spree because you have to vote in various contests and whatnot? Yeah, it's, 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 it's my typical late November, early December um, thing. I, I'm, I am still a member of a film critics group, even though I haven't actually been a film critic in like 10 years. But somehow they, I'm still on the rolls. They still send me stuff. And so I watch it to vote. So I'll vote in some, you know, Southeastern film critics thing in a few weeks. But I really use it to, um, even though we don't review movies and no one reviews movies anymore, I'll do a year in film list, you know, for the Daily Mythian. All right. In, a few in, the, weeks. in the last few weeks, what movies, what films have you seen? 
Oh, I've seen, I don't know, more than half a dozen since over Thanksgiving break. I'm trying to remember. I've seen the, in theaters, I've seen the Banshees of Inisherin. I've seen Knives Out. I've seen Black Panther. And then on, on screeners, I've seen After Sun. I've seen The Inspection. I've seen Bros. I've seen Pearl. I, I can't remember. Right, let's, so take the, let's take the three that you've seen in theaters. Give us a, review, a brief uh, thumbnail review of the three you've seen in theaters. Well, I love the Banshees of Inisherin. Um, that's that's definitely one of my favorite movies of the year, um, and that that co-stars Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. Um, it's the same writer director who did a movie with the same actors about ten years ago called In Bruges, which is sort of a cult was sort of a cult hit, cult favorite. Uh, Martin McDonough, who's this Irish playwright who became a writer director filmmaker. Uh, he did the three bill three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri, which I didn't much like, but I love Banshees of Inisherin, and, and it's. It's almost sort of a fable or allegory sort of style film about just two men on this Irish island who were friends, and then one day they're not. And it sort of goes from there. Um, love that. Um, the Knives Out movie I liked. I didn't like it as much as the first one. But even the first one, oddly, I liked better when I saw it a second time, even though it was a whodunit. Right. Um, I, I thought there was a good time in the movies. I would recommend it, but I didn't love was it. Was there any link, to the, any link to the first one other than... It's well. It's the same writer director, but then in terms of within the movie, it's the same detective. It's right. this fictional detective character, James Bond, Benoit Blanc, yeah. um, played by the Daniel Craig, who's like a Kentucky gentleman, thick, surfy, southern accent kind of character. And so he is. He is the three. He's the only narrative. But the whole rich family the is okay. I see. There's no. The, none of the other actors are. It's no Jamie no, Lee Curtis a, or it, whatever. It's, yeah. it's the same detective with a different case is what it is. Did you go you with know, other people, and did they like it? Uh, yeah, went with my wife and my son. My son really liked the first one, and they, they both liked it. They probably liked it a little better than I did. I mean, I tend to have a little bit more critical eye on things probably than most people um, in terms of picking things apart. Um, and then the Black Panther movie I thought was dull. I, I you know, dull. My thing with the Black Panther movies is, like, it's called Wakanda Forever. I want it to be about Wakanda. Like, I literally want, like, the SimCity version of a Black Panther movie. I want to know, like, what bands are playing in the nightclubs in Wakanda. I want to know, <laughs> know what's in the menus of the restaurants. Like, what's going on at the farmer's markets. Like, how's the park system. Like, I'm much more interested in, like, this fictional world than I am. And, okay, it's time for a computer-generated, like, this fight. I, I just don't care. I, I'm bored generally with Marvel movies. But it was just more of that kind of stuff, which I just don't care about anymore. It also just felt very much like a bridge to another set. It, it was not. It did not have much yeah, on its own I mean, merits. The, the, you know? the, these things are more like marketing enterprises, like interconnected marketing enterprises than movies at this point. I agree. All right. So uh, your column on the Grizzlies is up at the Daily Memphian, and I would urge people to read it. I have tweeted it out. We talked about much of this yesterday, sort of how promising you think it it all is whenever they get their starting lineup healthy, if they get their starting lineup healthy. But you put some numbers to it. Um, in terms of other starting lineups, when healthy, in the West, who's good? Um, I, I, the weird thing is that Golden State's starting lineup has been great, and they've had, they've had them on the floor for most of the season, and they're still like a 500 team because their bench has been so bad. Um, the Clippers starting lineup has been great when they've had it, but they haven't had it very much. And the sample's so small that, like, I wouldn't pay much attention to the actual number attached to it. But, it, but yes, they're good when they have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. 
Um, Denver's been good. Um, Phoenix has been good. I really think you throw Memphis in, like, I know those are five teams. Like, one of those couldn't host a home court, so that's a big top tier. But I feel like that sort of, that to me, those are the teams you're talking about. I just, I'm not as much of a believer in New Orleans. Um, but those teams have been good with their starting lineups. And the Grizzlies have not been good with their starting lineup because they haven't had their starting lineup. Literally, uh, there has been, you, you, you go through how many minutes together uh, the starting lineups have played. The one that has played the most is, in fact, Golden State, 248 minutes. To I think get, it's Minnesota. Oh, is it? Min, no, Minnesota's, oh, yeah, Minnesota's 260. Golden State is 248. So, uh, although Minnesota won't be anymore because Carl uh, Anthony Towns went down with an injury. Uh, right. May- yeah, these, these are numbers as of Monday morning. Right. So, like, it, it changes every day. Right. Uh, but Minnesota was one. Golden State was two. And downward from there, Kings three, Denver four, et cetera. Uh, and the Grizzlies have not played a single minute of the starting lineup together. Clippers only 32 of the starting lineup together. Clippers... A point differential per 100 possessions when they have been healthy plus 49.2 that is fabulous right i mean that's staggering yeah great. but it, but it's 32 minutes that, that's not a sustainable number but 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 so that would come down if they played more but it would still be good like i don't think it's a mystery that when you have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George for three right. good players you're gonna you're gonna be really good all right we did see this five last year though right the Grizzlies starters did play some minutes together last yeah, year not a lot not a lot, actually, but yeah, about 110 in the regular season. And is that, I mean, so last season, 109 regular season minutes, according to your piece, and they outscored opponents by 24.9 points per 100 possessions. That would put them um, behind Golden State and behind Phoenix and behind the Clippers, but next. Is that yeah? But yeah, again, I, I mean, again, that Clippers number, I don't right is real. That, that's not, not a real. real. That's not a real. That's not a real number. Right. Um, but I, I, my my point is not that the Grizzlies starting lineup is the, the best. best. It's right. that it's the Grizzlies really starting good. lineup is is I think it's top tier in the conference. Yeah. And then sort of like how likely are you to have it? Even though the Grizzlies are at zero, I think they are more likely to have it going forward than Phoenix is, and then the Clippers are. Um, and maybe even in Golden, Golden State, given the age, yeah. you literally if you just right. look at the age, the age issues. Yeah, and honestly, Denver, there's more. I mean, you know, Morant tends to miss games, and Dylan Brooks has had lots of injuries over the years, and so is Jaron Jackson. But if you're making a list of injury concern among players of Memphis and players of Denver, like Michael Porter Jr. is number one on that list, right? Uh, so you have yes, the upper tier being the Grizzlies, the Warriors, the Suns, the Clippers, and the Nuggets. Uh, would be your upper tier. One of the weird things is, though, as and I, this won't come into play f- for a while, but at some point, some of these quote-unquote upper tier teams may well be fifth or sixth in the final standings. And so you could meet one of them in the first round, depending. I mean, it's so jumbled this year, and there's going to be, oftentimes, if you're, you know, third, you're, you're guaranteed a better opponent or a second a better opponent than if you're fourth and it doesn't feel like that necessary there feels like there will be a certain amount of randomness to it this year or is there yeah i agree i I agree i I, that's why i had a note in late in the column that i'm really talking about like regular season here right because when you get into the playoffs i think being first or being second you know in the regular season is not going to mean as much as it normally would right and and part of that's because the the real juggernauts in the east 
But part of that is that I think matchup specifics in terms of who you're playing and then that the injury issues are going to be more prominent in the playoffs than who has home court advantage in series. All right, so you, the, the, the piece goes through, and I let people read it themselves, about uh, why the starting lineup is so promising. Uh, and then you get to the bench. They have gone from sixth in bench points, points off the bench, to 15th in uh, points off the bench. Uh, and a lot of that is because, and I'm giving away some of your numbers here, um, Roddy and LaRavia are 10th and 13th in rookie minutes. And there's only one other player in the top 13 in rookie minutes who's on a playoff team from last year. That's pretty remarkable, really. Who's that player? Christian Coloco, who's like a backup center for Toronto. Um, I think a second-round pick, high second-round pick. And, yeah, the bench scoring is down. That was was easier to illustrate because that's an easy number. The bigger issue is on defense. Uh, They are just getting – they're getting destroyed in Roddy's minutes defensively. Honestly, they're getting destroyed in Tyus Jones' minutes defensively. Um, I, I think I think with the Jones thing in particular, a lot of that's contextual into the lineups. It has to do with Roddy and Laravia to some degree. But I just think, you know, one, the Grizzlies, and this is hard for some people to comprehend, I know, the Grizzlies have a better chance of having their starting lineup intact than some of these other teams, and it's as good of a chance as anybody going forward, right? You never know, but right. there's no reason. This is past performance, future results. But the other thing is that the bench has been a big drag, and I think, there are fixes available. I mean, they could just stop playing David Roddy, honestly, not to pick on him, but like, like, like his minutes have been such a drag that it's easy to just take that out. Um, and so I think one way or another, their bench is going to be a lot better going forward than it's been so far. Right, and the simple fix is, the easiest fix is to stop Zyre Williams it. starts playing. Yeah, right, Zyre Williams starts playing, but also John Conchar and Santi Aldama become bench players as opposed to starters, and then your bench is better. And then right. Zaire Williams starts playing, and then your bench is better. And then you don't play David yeah. Roddy. Given all that, then you don't play David Roddy. No offense to David Roddy, who may become a decent player, but is not right now. Um, and uh, on Tyus's defense, it's been notably bad. And it was what was it well, good well, last the, year? The, like what the, what, num- the yeah. numbers? It's hard. There's it's a sort of a, you have to separate like individual player stuff and lineup stuff. And when when I'm saying they've been bad in Jones' right. minutes. That's not saying Jones has been bad. It's saying the Grizzlies have been bad in his minutes. Um, So lineups that he's been in have been terrible defensively. I I don't think he's a particularly good defender, but I think part of that is he's played a lot of minutes with these rookies. And part of that is also he's played a lot of minutes with Morant. And they played a lot of minutes together in part because of the Bain injury, the Brooks injury, the Zaire Williams injury. And those lineups have really suffered defensively. Um, I, I think the numbers with him look better in the past, in part because he was playing more minutes with Anthony Mountain and Kyle Anderson, and the, it's more of a lineup thing than an individual right. thing. Uh, the other point that you made was that, and I thought this was really interesting, last year there were a lot of people who wondered how good the Grizzlies would be as a playoff team because so much of their regular success seemed generated by the bench and in the playoffs, the bench is less important. It's just they play fewer minutes. And now you may be looking at the flip side of that. Yeah, I think so. I think they're becoming a little bit more of a conventional team. And that I mean, this is the story with Phoenix and the story of Golden State and the story of some of these at Denver, these other teams where like they're good because of their starters and they have depth issues, and that's sort of a natural thing that happens as you start paying guys. 
So I think the Grizzlies have unnecessarily accelerated that. Like they did not. Some people think, well, you had to trade Melton because you can't pay everybody. That's not true on De'Anthony Melton. He was under contract for $8 million this year and next. And next year wasn't even fully guaranteed. Like there was not a financial motivation or financial necessity to make that move. Uh, and so in some ways, like they, they sort of created this problem um, prematurely a little bit. But it is sort of a more normal um, roster makeup of of a contending team. Most contending teams aren't playing like ten deep all the time, and you know aren't thriving on their bench for the most part. Chris, thanks very much. People can read the piece over at the Daily Memphian. Appreciate it. Thanks, it's Chris Harrington from the Daily Memphian. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.